0: This podcast was recorded before the global pandemic. While the world looks a lot different today, we believe this content remains valuable for helping organizations move forward and emerge stronger.
1: Agility is a business in today's world. You can't succeed without it. Yet agility doesn't just happen. You have to plan for it. This is Mary Hayes-Wearworth Workday. Today on the Workday podcast, we're talking with Ethan Carlson, Vice President at Alight Solutions, where he runs the global planning practice. As a finance thought leader, Ethan frequently speaks at conferences, seminars, and other events. He also knows a lot about what many organizations are trying to get better at, which is business planning. Ethan, thanks for joining us today and sharing your expertise with us.
0: It's great to be here. It's a topic I uh, like to talk about, and I think it's uh, an area where a lot of organizations are striving to to do more and to improve. So I think it's uh, an interesting topic.
1: Well, great. You recently joined Alight. Can you tell us a little bit about your background?
0: Sure. I've held most every role in a finance organization from a temporary revenue accountant up to a CFO. And over that time, I saw a lot of different types of organizations from startups to working at large multinational organizations. And I saw over that time that organizations really struggle with planning and forecasting and doing it efficiently. So I founded Carlson Management Consulting, and we quickly partnered up with Adaptive Insights, which was sort of a new entry into the budgeting and forecasting arena, being all cloud-based at that time, and uh, grew a practice to be a global organization with over 500 customers, and then were acquired by uh, Alight Solutions at the end of 2018. And we're really excited with how we're able to take what we were doing with Adaptive on a standalone basis now into this you know larger workday uh, community, which really changes where we were traditionally thinking about planning. And just organizing around finance. Now it's much more about operational planning where you're planning for workforce related items, operational data points, sales, and finance. So it's really a more holistic picture. So it's been a really interesting year since then.
1: Great. And then adaptive insights is part of Workday now, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: great to have them. So we're hearing more about being agile in business. And a lot of people believe that agility is about responding in a certain way. And those responses must be rooted in a plan. How do you see the relationship between agility and business planning?
0: I think when when we all go to work every day or we start a business or whatever, you have a reason you're doing it. So, so inevitably you have a business plan or you've thought things through. So when it comes to reacting and your financials, if you don't have a plan, you know, then you're just sort of, I don't know, on the spur of the moment making decisions. And I think we'd all, as we look through our life, make better decisions when we thought things through. So to me, planning is about looking forward and thinking what could come how do we how to react so to me organizations that are really thinking about budgeting and planning and and being agile they're putting together a process that supports that so one it's not overly cumbersome it doesn't take too long it's something where they can iterate on it they can maybe look at three or four scenarios and the way i always describe it is if you're going through a planning process you have your here's our budget or here's our plan this is what we're going to do this year well what if you tweak some of those assumptions and if you think about it ahead of time when something inevitably changes, you've already thought it through and it's much easier to react. And then I also think most organizations that are trying to be be more agile are just shifting from processes that historically used to take months to bring them down to days and weeks so that you can cycle them more often.
1: So what do you think is key to doing that continuous planning? How do you make that happen?
0: You really have to go back and rethink the, the planning process, right? If you think back, I mean, I, I guess, Maybe, maybe tw- even you know, ten years further back. You know, the planning process was structured. It would be very linear. So what I think organizations are, are doing to be more agile is rethinking the process, making it more efficient. So if you're going to shrink that, that cycle from something that takes months down to weeks, you have to look to technology. And you know, I think we, with Workday and with Adaptive, that's a great, great platform. There are options out there for all industries, but um, you have to leverage technology. I think that there's a tendency in the finance function to think that your planning process has to be this voluminous, 200-page presentation at the end to be a thoughtful process. When really, I would argue that the best organizations are focusing on, on you know a dozen key metrics and really driving those home. Story I always like to tell. You know, we had a client that they used to put together this monthly reporting package. It took like a whole per- person an entire week to put it together, and they do it every month. And they'd just put it on a shared drive, and then our, theoretically everybody in the organization would access it. They were doing this and then they hadn't gotten any questions in a while, like six months had gone by and they, so they kind of asked some of the business owners, where, you know, why haven't we gotten any feedback and they went to access it and IT had taken away everybody's, except for finances, access to the drive. So they'd been continually putting this data out there, spending tons of time and no one was even using it or asking for it. So my point is, is that I think that to be into a continuous process, you really want to be focused and you know, a lot of that comes down to that enabling technology.
1: And what do you consider the most enabling technologies? Is it anything recent within the last five years or does it go back to the cloud or one in particular?
0: So I think the cloud technologies were really a game changer. It used to be if you wanted to do an implementation of a a software technology, it would take you well over a a year to roll something out and get any value out of it and you'd spend you know, millions of dollars. And now you can roll out uh, a solution like an Adaptive Insights 12 weeks, pretty standard, sometimes less if you're a, if you're really focused and organized and get value. Again, we've, we've talked about, you know, business is constantly changing. If it takes you a year to roll, you know, get something out there, it's probably gonna be out of date. And then now, I mean, there's all sorts of, uh, you know, exciting things beyond the cloud. You know, a lot of the, you know, AI coming into finance is a big topic.
1: So let's talk about that for a moment. What role do you see AI and machine learning in transforming business planning?
0: It's another enabling technology for finance. There are routine tasks that it's able to now assist with, right? I mean, or I mean, that's like in today's world. You can already have, you know, data auto-populating suggestions in your processing. All these things to correct errors. There's organizations that are thinking about it as, well, why do I have to do an audit once a year? Why can't it be a continuous audit? Because the you know, system can be constantly flagging transactions that don't make sense, things of that nature. So, I think we're going to first see the benefit in helping organizations transact more efficiently. Like, so if you've got millions and billions of rows of data, you know, you can't analyze that and find the trends. And I think those trends and finding those correlations is definitely a thing that we're gonna see more of. If you go back to you know, cloud technology, software, all the things we're looking to do is, it's just, it's another tool that's gonna to enable, you know, the finance team to focus on things that are more the, the art of the job. So I think it's just gonna be a, a nice way to shift where, where teams spend their time.
1: Yeah, it'll be exciting to see how this all rolls out. Well, what do you think is holding businesses back from moving away from some of the traditional, more static business planning? Is it cultural? We've always, always done it this way, or is there other bigger barriers that you see?
0: I would say that usually some of the cultural ten- tendencies in an organization or the we've always done it that way mentality is, is a major roadblock. You know, if you think about it, the bulk of planning, I mean, and this is not just at small companies, it's still done in Excel, right? It's a very comfortable tool. Everybody knows how to use it. It doesn't take a lot of training to be uh, at least proficient. And then you can do some amazing things. So if you've spent... 10, 20 years working with a software and you're very comfortable with it and you know how to do it. It's scary to make a change and and, and it's tough. So where we've had the most success is where it's CFOs and, and and leaders in the organization view enabling the organization to make better decisions or being a part of that leadership team or part of the business that that's providing information to the team to make strategic decisions, but not controlling it at a level. So kind of think about more like a quarterback on a football team versus doing everything. And and I think that's a big, big transition. And we see that organizations that make that that thought process have a lot more success. We do still see where there's, you know, organizations that like to hold the data close. It's secret.
1: Well that's a cultural adjustment as well. Have you seen any companies have really good success of switching that cultural attitude of data is private and we have to keep it protected to if we give more access to this data to more people on our team, we can do greater things.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think it's a transition and it's not one that we usually like recommend that you just flip a switch and you go from not providing a lot of information. To you give everybody, you know, access to everything. And there are some things that are are sensitive and you need to, to treat it that way. But yeah, no, we have definitely seen that. And I think again, cloud-based technologies have been really helpful in, you know, enabling organizations to put more information in, in individuals' hands. And it, it, I think where we've seen the kind of aha moment with you've got a five-person FP&A team, let's say, and they spend all their time sending out these monthly reports or doing all this manual activity, and then you flip it around and instead you put all that data, self-service, into the business's hands and then get to sh- see how they shift and focus their time. And it's answering interesting questions. It's doing analysis to support new business initiatives versus just this relatively administrative works.
1: So what about the skills that are required? Do you see more analytical type skills required of the people that are being hired or reskilling that's actually becomes necessary in the workforce?
0: I think that's an interesting point because, you know, historically, if you're an accountant, you had to know how to debits and credits and journal entries and how to transact. And I you still have to do that because it's the job. But as we talked about with all these you know, solutions are making that part of your life more efficient. I think that you're seeing a higher value on like you know, business acumen or being able to be a strategic thinker, and some of these things that you know technology software can't solve for. And we've been talking about this. You know, the role of the CFO is very much shifted. I mean, it's not just uh, you do the books, you keep the, everything in order. It's now the right hand of the CEO and a real strategic part of that executive team. So I think you've seen that shift. And I do think that there's, there's more focus on some of these broader business skills versus just a sort of traditional accounting.
1: So what are you most excited about with business planning, looking for the next five or 10 years, whether it's innovative technologies or a shift in cultural thinking?
0: The continuous evolution of technology is, is pretty exciting. So, I mean, if you think back just where we've come over the last 10 years, you know, it used to be, is it okay to put your data in the cloud? Now that's sort of given. So, I mean, that's a significant shift. And these companies now getting data onto platforms like an adaptive insights, it's uh, really enabled planning and and budgeting. We have this place to launch off from. And now, can, you know, AI come in and further automate that process? So, I think that'll be really exciting as we move into the future.
1: Ethan, thanks so much for joining us and sharing your thought leadership.
0: Oh, no, no problem. I was happy to be here.
1: This is Mary Hayes Weir. Thanks for listening to the Workday Podcast.